So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Whether you've listened to one or more of my previous episodes, or if this is the very first take the opportunity to stop by for a listen, I appreciate it either way. And I hope today's episode will be very beneficial for you. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that I'm actually feeling pretty confident that it will be. And I'll tell you why. Because the reality is, whether you are somebody who works for a company right now, somebody who's in the early part of their career, mid part of their career, later stage, entrepreneur, franchisee, parent, clergy, nonprofit, it doesn't matter. It's applicable. In fact, even if you're a student of any age, this is applicable, what I'm going to be talking about. So what brought on this subject? What was the impetus? Well, it's funny how life works, isn't it? Because sometimes things just happen naturally. I personally believe that life works best, like seems to always work its magic when we're not trying too hard, when we're not trying to steer the proverbial car through the universe and just letting life take us to a certain degree. Now, don't get me wrong. We are the X factor. Don't get me wrong. It's up to us in order to move us towards or forward into our dreams or the next best version of ourselves. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes, you know, the reality is sometimes answers come to us Sometimes when we let it move into our unconscious mind, that's when things go extremely well or our subconscious mind. You know, oftentimes people will say that they met the person, their their partner, their perfect partner when they stopped looking, which sounds crazy. But you have probably been in a situation to where at some point in your life when you were dating and you maybe really wanted to meet somebody of substance in your life, somebody that was going to matter. It seemed like no matter what you did, what you wore, what you tried, it just didn't work. And then at some point, like me, you just stopped. And you said, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Life is treating me well. I'm good. I've got a great family. I've got great friends. I've got a great business. I've got a very full life. And then I met the most incredible person imaginable for me. In fact, I met the unimaginable. My wife, Hania, was unimaginable to me at that time. I mean, think about this. I've already been through relationships at that point for over 40 years of my life. And I thought I'd done it all, seen it all, or tried it all. And yet I had not found that perfect match for me, that perfect partner. And then lo and behold, I met her when I stopped trying. And, you know, this may not seem relevant to what I'm going to talk about, but by the time I'm finished, you're going to see that it all makes sense. It all comes together. So what brought this on, this particular podcast episode, is I just happened to be going through my garage and cleaning up a bit. And I have this books, this box of books that I've been carrying around from place to place. I love books. I love reading. I love learning. I love exposing myself to new concepts, new ideas, new theories that I could go and throw up against the wall of my life and see how it's going to potentially impact 
what I do from that point going forward. And I happen to be in the store of, of all things, complete transparency. I was in Urban Outfitters 15, 18 years ago in San Francisco, and I'm walking near the cash register about to pay for something for my daughter. And there was a book sitting there that it just caught my eye. And this book was titled, Do One Thing Every Day That Scares You. Now, why did that resonate with me? Well, because I just happened to be at a point in my life to where I'd come to the realization that if I kept doing what I've always been doing, I'm going to keep getting what I've always been getting, as the great Zig Ziglar once said. And I wanted different. I wanted better. I wanted breakthrough. And if that was going to happen, chances are I was probably going to have to do something that scared me, something that made me uncomfortable. The reality is, I mean, think about it. When you go skiing or snowboarding, if you do it all day long and never fall once, it is an absolute guarantee you never tried something new that day, right? When do we learn? When do we grow? When do we expand? Typically, it's when we fail, when we fall down, when we're trying something new, when we're trying something that we're not great at doing at that particular moment. And I want you to think about for a moment in your own life, how foreign, how uncomfortable of a thought it is for you to try something that you already know at baseline, at the jump, that you're not even very good at. Maybe you don't even understand it. I don't really care if it's pickleball or it's chess or it's AI. The first time that you tried it or tried to learn about it, you know, you were probably quite lost. And then as you move forward, things got better. Things opened up. Things became clearer. Things became a little bit more comfortable. You gained confidence. And lo and behold, you got better. Well, when I picked up this book, as I was going through the garage and I just happened to pick it up, I opened it up and I happened to open it up to this particular page. It's a quote by James Baldwin. And it reads, those who say it can't be done are usually interrupted by others doing it. Isn't that interesting? You know, it reminds me a little bit of that prolific Apple commercial in the 80s brilliant commercial campaign that Steve Jobs and company came up with that featured people like Amelia Earhart and, and Einstein. And at the end of that commercial and Gandhi and others said at the end of the commercial, and I'm paraphrasing, excuse me, but it said those who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are usually the ones that do think about that statement. That sounds big and hairy and audacious as the great Jim Collins would say in his book, Good to Great. But the reality is each one of those people were incredibly human at their core, right? They're just people. They're no different in many respects versus you and me when they compare them, when they're compared with you and me. Think about Elon Musk. Think about Oprah Winfrey. Think about Sarah Blakesley, who sold her company for $2 billion and it was a privately held company with no shareholders. You know, think about anybody who has achieved what would seem on the surface to be impossible, unimaginable, and yet they're doing it. You know, I would assert to you that in almost every case, something at some point in your life that you thought you could not do, in fact, you thought at that moment, maybe it was truly impossible or unimaginable. Somebody in the world was doing exactly that and doing it quite well. In fact, oftentimes many people are. It's like 
you know, when, when the four minute mile, when that barrier was broken by Roger Bannister, nobody in the history of the world had run a mile in under four. Most people thought it would be impossible. Physicians thought it was unimaginable. In fact, they actually said that somebody would literally die. Their heart would burst right out of their heart. And lo and behold, Roger Bannister set out to do the unimaginable. And by the time he was finished, in less than four minutes after he started running, he made the unimaginable not only imaginable, but possible. And by doing so, many, many, many others, countless others, broke that same four-minute mile. Now, why didn't they do it before Roger? And what is it that made him, what was it that made him just by running that mile in under four minutes? Is it that suddenly made the impossible possible? I would assert to you, it's one single but critically important and powerful aspect of any person in the world. It's belief. It's belief in our ability to bring something about, right? So when we believe that we can make something happen, we have the confidence to pursue it. And as a result, we're willing to take that first step without necessarily knowing where we're going completely or how things are going to turn out. We're willing to take the first step even if we know there is the potential for failure. But when we don't own that belief unequivocally in our brain, we don't believe that we can make it happen. Something completely different happens as an outcome. We literally not only don't take the first step, it seems like we can't take that first step. We're paralyzed. How many times have you in your own life or somebody you know, family member, friend, associate, shared their dream? What does their life look like? What is their dream life? look like? What is maybe the best version of them look like? What is it as they described it to you so vividly that they wanted so completely, so desperately, so passionately, and yet month after month, year after year, they didn't come even one step closer to the achievement of that dream life? Well, the reality is how can you make it one step closer if you don't ever take that first step? If you examine each and every one of those instances, the hallmark that is going to exist within every single one of those is going to be the the lack of belief. If we don't believe somebody's going to say yes when we ask them out for a date, we don't ask them. If we don't believe our boss is going to give us a raise, we don't ask. If we don't believe that we have the ability, the power, the intellect, the experience, to go out on our own as an entrepreneur, we won't. If we don't believe that we can create a product out of thin air, even though it's never been done before, we will never even try. You know, it's said that the typical human, the average person in the world has a minimum of two ideas, concepts, or ideas every year of their adult life that would make them wealthy, that would make them more successful than they ever imagined richer than they ever imagined. And yet virtually 0% of the population pursues those. I'll bet you you or somebody you know has invented something in your mind or in their mind that they at some point was manifested physically. You know, it's interesting. There's a, a great 
documentary called General Magic about a group of creative and brilliant people in Silicon Valley that had the audacious dream, the audacious idea of creating a smartphone that they believed would completely change the world, the way the world communicated, the way the world worked. No, this isn't Samsung. This isn't Android. It's not Steve Jobs. It actually occurred 10 years before the iPhone, and it was a complete and utter failure. You should watch that documentary. The interesting thing is they show an individualized name, the people involved in that project at the end of the documentary. And in almost every case, they went on to do something prolific with the learnings they got from that experience. You see, at that time, not everybody believed what they wanted to bring about was possible. And so they didn't necessarily pursue what they knew they should have, but rather what they thought they should, right? And I know that sounds like the same, but think about it. If you live your life in a way to where you're doing what you should be doing, will you necessarily ever have the opportunity to do what you can be doing, what your potential is, your true potential? So, When I read this, those who say it can't be done are usually interrupted by others doing it. The reality is, in almost every case, when we think, when we say out loud, this can't be done, in almost every case, that's simply not exactly true. The reality is, it can be done. It just can't be done by us, by you, by me, until or unless we adopt a different mindset until or unless we grab a hold of belief, until we have the conviction and the complete commitment that that comes with believing, knowing in our own mind, with no documentation, no evidence, no proof, but believing that we can make it happen. Efficacy, self-efficacy, the definition is one's belief in their ability to bring about a certain outcome. When we have self-efficacy, any concept, service, idea, or goal, we always take that first step. When you think about it, what are the likely, what's the likelihood, if we take the first step, that we're going to achieve that goal? Not 100%. Fact is far from it. You know, I remember... When I started my first software company with my partner, and we built a highly, highly successful company that we were fortunate enough to create great jobs and it created great revenue, and we were able to ultimately sell that company. After that deal was over and done, I just happened to run across something that if I would have seen it the day before we decided to start our company, I probably, in all honesty, would not have started the company. And what I saw was data that showed that out of all of the companies that were funded by VCs at that time, approximately seven out of 100 had a successful exit. Seven. There was another 10 that had some level of success, but not what would be considered or characterized as a successful exit. And the other 83, not so much. Now, here's what's even crazier. Those are the statistics, the data, when you're funded by a venture capital firm, right? So what did those statistics look like when you, weren't fun- when you didn't get funding from a VC, institutional in- 
investment. When you're funded either on your own, friends and family, or maybe angel investors or anything else, it was 10 times. So in other words, less than 1% had a successful. You know, we were recently overseas and we happened to be on a street that led to the most incredible, probably two blocks long of urban, including a bank scene. I don't know if you're familiar with banks. I had never seen one. It was pretty incredible to see one in person. But I remember one of the things, I was with my wife and my two boys, my eight-year-old, happened to see a particular uh, piece of art that had one of those word clouds in it. And it basically said, and I'm paraphrasing again, if you knew that what you were going to do would work, what would you pursue? And he took a picture with him going like this, like he was making a mental note at eight. What would I pursue if I knew it would work? Think about that. That's what I mean when I say we must have the belief in our ability to bring about a positive outcome or we won't take that first step. If we truly want to pursue our dream life, if we truly want to achieve, get to our dream life, get to the best version of ourselves, make sure we don't leave this earth without first achieving what we're fully capable of achieving. We must go through that door. We must understand that it's not a matter that things can't be done, but that they cannot be done until we realize we're the ones who can get it done. Listen, I really appreciate, as always, you taking the time to listen. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe or download this episode, even share it with somebody who you believe might benefit from hearing this particular content. And as always, if you'd be so kind as to leave some kind of review, good, bad, or ugly, I love them and appreciate them all, that would be awesome. And until next time, thanks again for joining. This is David Spizak. Go out and get it done. Because if you focus, if you believe, you too will achieve what currently appears to be an amount. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. Oh,